SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. He said again recently, we're going to take it home again. I had a fun time winning. I'm going to win again. One more to win it as Alonzo comes out of the timeout and walks it off. What a finish. Alonzo defends his title, the 2021 Derby champion. Put the belt on again. What a show. I'm in a New York state of mind. Oh, we can all sleep easy now. The Home Run Derby is behind us. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chris Bavona, our exceptional producer, is back east in New York. Alonzo was impressive. I watched it. I watched some of the earlier rounds, and then I kind of flip away. And then I came back, and Otani hit the slow start. And there are moments of it that are moderately entertaining. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. And we got the All-Star game that we'll get to. And then we'll get back to reality. I can't stand All-Star stuff. I'm sorry, it's me. Yeah. Alonzo was impressive. What was really cool, I'm sorry, but I'll get to my own problem. When you watch this stuff, it's amazing how guys wear down and get winded. And we talked about this yesterday. The key to the whole thing is the pitcher consistently putting the ball in the wheelhouse of the hitter. So the pitcher is every bit as important as the hitter, if not more so. But yeah. what was ridiculously impressive about Alonzo, he did not seem to ever wear down and get tired. And his swing, I'm trying to equate it, his swing would be more like uh, who's got the pretty fluid swing in golf? Like Louis Oosthuizen has a nice easy swing. Effortless. Alonzo's swing is like Louis Oosthuizen compared to most of the other guys who are swinging like DeChambeau. And the energy it takes and they wear down. But Alonzo wanted it. He was being interviewed. He, he was all in. It was ultra impressive. I mean, you give the guy full marks. But he, he stayed balanced, Stevie. Is so much less motion than most of the other hitters. I think the pitcher's the key, Brian. Yeah. That 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 Josh guy, the, the, the one thing I'm thinking about as I'm watching this is, if I had a one-run leave in the ninth inning, it's the last guy I'm bringing in, right? <laughs> but if you noticed, on, on, on Josh's pitch to, to Alonso, they were up. And I remember in batting practice when when I was you know playing in high school, I I wanted you know just for fun I told the guy get the pitch up because I can hit it farther that way, right? To, to have a little fun. A lot of these other pitchers on the other guys, the pitches were down, and you have to work harder to, to go down and get it and get it up, and get it out. The, the, this Joffs guy, as you're saying, he threw the pitch right where Alonzo needed it. Like I watched. 
Joey Gallo. And he finished hot, mm-hmm. but a minute and a half watching it, the pitches were down and in, and the guy, you know, is a guy, can a guy groove it? The guy that was pitching to Gallo, it was like a slider slash more of a curveball. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's what they he wanted, mm-hmm. but he was not putting it over the plate with regularity. Everything was down and in. And Gallo looked terrible for the first minute and a half of his at bat. Then they they found a groove. They go, oh, Gallo's found a groove. And I'm like, no, the pitcher found a groove. Right. Yeah. Now, again, when I took batting practice, I liked the pitches up. They, I could drive them farther. So I'm thinking as I'm watching this, the, the pitches should be up. I, I think it's easier for these guys to drive the ball out of the ballpark if it's up. But like you were talking about yesterday when you watch this thing, the guys that have you know, the big season coming in, will they be impacted coming out of it? But, again, your batting practice swing and your in-game swing are night and day different. Yeah. And, like, again, specific to Gallo and the problems he had, he was trying to lift. Right. When his swing is already tailor-made yeah. to launch. Olsen was trying to lift, too. And so I think they were swinging different than they normally because yeah. Well, it is a different thing. Sure. Yeah, but they were doing again something different than they always do. Right. I get it; it's a competition. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is, ESPN's got to find graphics guys that know how to add. Yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't know. I mean, Cam Stewart's coming on the show later. He'll get into it. We're going nuts because that was a home run, right? It, well, it went off the facade. And it didn't add up, and that went on and on all over the place where the graphics were wrong, and people were betting on this stuff. No, no, no. Get it right. Yeah, well, I'm scoring it. I got to get it right. So, I, Are you having the same issue? Yeah, because it was the way the, the, the total that I'm watching and trying to keep up with is behind. They, they, they were like two home runs behind constantly. So I'm going, wait a minute. He, he should have, you know. I know. Okay, I wasn't losing my mind, and Cam was flipping a basket on the phone. <laughs> He'll be flipping a basket on the show with us. We'll do a British Open preview with Cam Stewart coming up in a little bit on the show here in the first hour. Vinny Maliulo, our dear friend, uh, is going to join us. He's always over at the South Point. All things going on. NBA hoops. We get the second half of the baseball season. Crazy offseason in hockey. There's hockey news as well. A British Open preview with Cam Stewart's coming up. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. I'm not that creative. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. Thanks to Chris Pavona back east. We're stepping aside for a brief respite. Coming back with Vinny Maliula, one of our absolute favorite guests. Keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. 
we love our guests, don't we? Oh, yeah. Across the board, got the top odds makers, got the other side of the counter covered. We've got handicappers. We've got the whole nine yards. By the way, real quick, if I, I could just mention, we'll take you up to Scott Farrell on the network at 4 Eastern. But we do Vegas Hockey Hellline locally. If you're a hockey fan, KSHP.com. A little hockey talk coming up with Cam Stewart as well and our next guest. Uh, today, Mike Harrington, PD writer for the Sabres, is going to join us because the Sabres really do hold so many cards for this activity that's about to ensue. And we're really excited. Darren Dreger is going to join us on Thursday. So we are really going to cover you on the hockey side of things here in a very volcanic, volatile, what would you say? Uh, volatile? No, right? it's, it's on and popping, Brian. And, and, and Mike's, Mike's the best. Not, not only the Sabres, he covers the entire league. Oh, no. He knows what's going on. He doesn't on. inside the NHL column second. And, okay, so that's coming up. But right now we get Vinny Malio. In fact, during the commercial break, we were kind of talking about possible hockey trades. Vinny Malio at VCN Vinny on Twitter. You can catch him over at the South Point. You come in from out of town, which is a really cool property. You know, Vinny, I say this all the time. Well, first of all, let's be polite. Hello, Vinny. What's up, boys? How's everybody? Another day, man. Another day at the beach. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's so much fun for us being on Series 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network, all the sh- shows we've done this for a lot of years, and we talked to too many of the locals in Las Vegas. The, the luxury and, and the fun we have is telling people and the many people that listen to come here to go to places like Oasis, uh, 4955 South Decatur. If you want to get off the strip, the food, the drink, the gaming promotions, it's fun. Sample where the local goes, locals go. But the other thing I talk about, too, Vin, places like Red Rock, Sunset Station, the Sun Coast, the South Point. I mean, if you want to come and check places where the locals really gravitate to, I mean, the amenities, everything's there. I mean, I'm not knocking the strip properties. I'm just telling for people that always come here and go to the strip, Try something different. I think people will be so pleasantly surprised. No, no doubt about it, Brian. I mean, listen, we all travel too, right? I mean, obviously, we live here, we travel. When we travel, we uh, we try to go where where the locals go. You you want to go to uh, you know locals haunts and and visit the places that local people do. You know, nothing against the strip either. You know, we had some great activities, some great events on the strip last weekend. Terrific UFC card. You had Garth Brooks uh, with what seventy thousand. Uh, fans in attendance at Allegiant Stadium. So you, it's you about time that thing starts paying for itself, don't you think? Yeah, I would <laughs> hope so. Uh, but you know, you know, we get out to the local places that are quick uh, and convenient for us to get to. I mean, you look at South Point's a great example because you get a great mix, right? I mean, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's south and uh, on the border of Las Vegas and Henderson. So you, you get a, a, a mix of every everything and everybody right off the 15. So you get visitors, you get locals, and uh, you know. Uh, and then you mentioned, you know, if, if it's not just a, a hotel casino you want to go to, you, you go to Oasis, which you and I'll be at tomorrow night, going over our uh, our British, British Open, Open uh, selections uh, for this uh, for this upcoming event. So lots of uh, lots of things to hey, do. Hey, you know what? I need, honestly, real quick, and forgive me, I will throw this out. I, honestly, and I'll start saying this on occasion a little more often. Not the craziest thing. When people come in for bachelor parties and things of that nature, you want a great idea if you're somewhere and you got a fantasy league? Come to Vegas and do your yeah. fantasy draft and, and, the, and do, the, do it over at Oasis. Boy you, boy, you talk about a way to kick off a football season. Lay your hair down, yeah. boys. And those are coming up, right? right so we're going to do our little 
get-together draft uh, for the British Open. But, yeah, I mean, listen, football's seven weeks away. Um, I mean, it's a bit early maybe because you want to get through camp and you want to see uh, some other signings, possibly some other trades and things happening. But um, I think, uh, yeah, it's, you could at least book it and, uh, and again, get in, uh, get in where the locals go and, uh, if anybody's coming to town, we'll see him out there tomorrow night. Love to see, love to see folks that come in from out of town. And by the way, uh, you ought to be down there on Friday. Uh, you'll, we'll see some of our good friends. Uh, Friday's the uh, monthly five thousand dollars drawings, five hundred. Hello. Ten drawings on Friday night, uh, just to uh, just for uh, for showing up. So come on down, <laughs> buddy. That'll leave a mark. Your man. tab All is right. open, blessing. Your tab is I open. I hear you. Oh, I'm wincing already. All right. So listen, normally. It's the All-Star game, and things yeah. are real nice and calm and quiet. Not the Football case this year, holiday, right? <laughs> Not this year. No. No, but I mean, listen, we're right in the middle. By the way, t- so tonight's the All-Star game. Tomorrow night you got the NBA Finals game four. Uh, you know, it, it, there's, no, uh, there's no quiet time, no slow times anymore, Brian. I mean, we, we, we said this. And, again, I, obviously the season's been tweaked, and, you know, hopefully next year we'll get back to – uh, back to the regular scheduling, and we'll we'll be you know have a little bit more quiet time. But look, it's okay. It's good. It's good for business. Uh, the response to to Las Vegas. We talked about events last week, but almost every weekend, you know, I mean, it's uh, the occupancy is is back. Uh, you know, and you know, with over 165,000 hotel rooms, Brian. You know, we run uh, at about you know better than 80 percent overall. And then you know the fact that people are coming here and now starting to not just bet, you know, we had a great summer of, of betting with soccer as well. I mean, the uh, the Euro Cup was was phenomenal. Uh, we've got the Conquer oh, congratulations, now. congratulations! By the way, I, I was waiting. I thought hey, you were going to lead off with that, but you know. extra gravy for everybody. That's right, buddy. <laughs> gravy, uh, gravy for everybody. That's on my tab. But you know, uh, I think you know we still have you know United States now quali- uh, wanting to qual you know in the uh, Concacaf qualification. Uh, that's going on now. Will that be as you know as popular as the Euro or the uh, Copa America? I don't think so, Brian, for the simple reason that, from a time standpoint, you know, the, the great thing about the Euro was that it was early, you know, and uh, obviously every game was shown. But the fact that it was early, you know, folks would bet it overnight and get up with either you know to watch it. Uh, and, and get the results or just wake up uh, depending on what shift they're on and then, you know, get the results too. So I got the day started, uh, jump-started from a betting perspective as well. But all that said, now we'll start seeing more football activity pick up. You know, first week of the NFL has been up for well over a month. Uh, first week of college is now up. Uh, Chrissy Andrews uh, put them up last week at the, at the South Point. Several other places have had them up. You're going to have more activity with futures. Uh, you know, a condensed uh, preseason this year for football, one less game. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think that's really just going to continue to whet people's appetites. But, you know, and if you ask me, you know, from our side of the counter, would you trade off uh, an exhibition week for a regular season week? It's an easy answer, right? It's an emphatic yes. So 17 games this year. So when folks are making their – Regular season win projections and bets. Make sure that uh, you take into consideration that there's 17 games regular season games this year. And by the way, AFC uh, AFC teams will have the extra home game this year. I think that's going to alternate uh, every year, every other year. 
Vinny, how much has uh, Aaron Rodgers' decision affected the future wagering in the NFL? Are people holding on a little bit to see what's going on there? Got about a minute, Vinny. Good question, Steve. Yeah, uh, it's actually, you know, we, we haven't put up the, the, the Packers win total yet. Now, you, you know, there's other ones that are up that could be impacted, but there's more speculation, I think, now than, uh, than anything else, you know, with the Broncos in particular. So they've taken attention in, uh, in terms of the future book. The Vikings in the, uh, in the NFC North have taken attention, the Bears, but the Bears every year, I think that's a kind of a, you know, I think with the Bears it's as much a prayer as it is, uh, you know, speculation. So, uh, but no, I, I, you know, it, it hasn't added to it. It's just added a little bit more intrigue, and it's a different handicap uh, with, with the Rogers situation. Vinny Malio is our guest. He's going to stick with us for another segment. Brian Blessing, CTV Slapshot. We'll give you time to prepare. Camp Stewart coming up a couple segments from now. We'll get you ready for the British Open. We're going to talk a little hockey and golf with Vinny, see what he thinks about the golf tournament. Love and Life right here, Sirius Channel 204, and along the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's getting better. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Vinny Malou is our guest. At Vicin Vinny on Twitter. You can catch his act over at the South Point out there a lot. Really a cool joint. Invite you to check it out. And Vinny takes care of business for the horse players in the state of Nevada over at LVDC. What's new on the horse front, Vinny? Been kind of all quiet. I guess the we get some of the big summer meets. We get Saratoga Del Mar going and leading up to the Breeders' Cup. Got to be an exciting summer, I hope. Yeah, Saratoga and Breeders' Cup always. Uh, Saratoga and uh, Del Mar are uh, two of the more popular meets of the year, uh, particularly Del Mar, given our proximity. Of course, all of us wind up going down there uh, as well. And, you know, you, you start getting the, the two, two-year-old campaigns. You want to watch those two-year-old races, right, as you start getting ready uh, as part of the Breeders' Cup prep. Uh, you're going to have races at Monmouth, a pretty good meet at Monmouth, which, by the way, I believe, in terms of the Haskell, uh, they're going to start – Fixed odds wagering on uh, the whips, win place and show wagering, uh, that was approved, and I think they're going to roll that out. At least they they had to put that uh, announcement out there. So I'm curious to see how that goes. As well as uh, then you got of course at Saratoga we mentioned the Travers. So some you know a good summer racing coming up and uh, start getting your your Breeders' Cup homework done. You got me excited. Tony Neville's coming in. Our pal from Treasure Island joins us in the studios, in studio on Tuesdays. One of these days we got a lasso you over here, but he and I—he's a horse guy just like you. And boy, I'll tell you, the last two years I called Tony early in the summer, and sure enough, lucked out. I said Tony, I'm telling you, sight unseen, bet every two-year-old baby by into mischief. I mean, I'm telling you, 
We had a fun couple of summers with those intermischievous babies running, Vin. And that's the beauty of the two-year-old campaigns when the new sire crops come out and to identify early on who are the ones that are really good right out of the gate because you can make some nice scores. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now you, 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 you look at the, uh, at the breeding. You look at the affiliation with the trainers, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, uh, you get the, get the jockey kind of look at those connections. And really, you're building, you know, you're, you're strategizing your summer, but you're also building towards not only the Breeders' Cup, but if you get, you know, in, in the case of the two-year-old campaign, you're also... The Derby Futures. Your, 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 your head start on your Derby and Oaks Futures oh, yeah. and uh, strategy. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, always, it's always fun. Yeah. Hey, on the hockey front, Stevie, let me just, I'll throw these little news and notes at you. Okay. All right. And then... See what Vinny thinks. First of all, Pekka Rene is retiring, age 38. Great career with the Preds. The Wild buyouts are really a thing of the past, but the Wild, those contracts were just killing them. They're buying out Parise and Suter, and if you're going to be trying to sign young stars, you got to do that, and it hurts, and they'll pay for it for a while. And then uh, Ducharme officially gets the head coaching position with the mm-hmm. Canadians. No shock there. But then it came out that Kucherov played in the final with a broken rib. And I'm telling you, you go back, you go back to when Mayfield cross-checked right. him in that game with the Islanders. They're gonna, the GMs are talking about, they're gonna, they're gonna clamp down on the. They let them do it all the time. Those cross-checks, they're gonna be a thing of the past. Yeah. But that, but things are heating up in hockey, bud. Oh yeah. So I, I'm wondering, does that mean Nashville goes with Soros now as their starter, or do they go out and get somebody? Uh, Parise and Suter, they, they've been bought out, but are are they in the plans for Minnesota next year? Soros in the plans. Whether he lugs the mail or they go with a 1-1A approach is interesting. But, Vinny, the expansion draft is coming, but here's what people got to know. Specifically here in Vegas, I do believe Vegas will be active in the next three or four days. Saturday, there is a five-day trade freeze. Only Seattle can make trades after Saturday night. So teams are going to be moving some guys they know they will lose to Seattle before that trade freeze comes here, I believe. And I think we could see some interesting little deals in the next three, four days. Well, you're right on, Brian. I mean, here's the thing, guys, right? We know that the expansion draft is coming. The only team that will have uh, won't won't be impacted by it directly. Who doesn't have to protect anybody is uh, our own Vegas Golden Knights. But not nor did they share in any of the revenue uh, that the other thirty teams uh, are going to share in in terms of the the entry fee, right? For the uh, for the Kraken. So you've got that. You've got restricted and unrestricted free agency coming up. Uh, you've got the the regular draft coming up as well. So this is going to be a, a busy couple of weeks here for the NHL as uh, as we you know get uh, get through the second half of July and oh by the way I think that the uh, the NHL is leaning towards I believe they're going to approve the regular season as it you know as it would normally play right starting in October and get the entire season in but yeah I think there's going to be some Names change in place. There's going to be a lot of jersey changing. And I think in the case of the Golden Knights, which we talk about quite a bit, obviously, being here, uh, but it, it bears notation because they're not going to have anybody taken directly by the Kraken unless there's trades. I think uh, there's more guys that uh, are going to be considered for trades than, than not. 
uh, for the Golden Knights, uh, who are one of the shorter-priced teams in this market for the Cup. But uh, they've got several pieces that they've uh, they've got to address. What do you make, Vinny? Stevie and I were kicking the tires on this yesterday because the real smart approach from the odds maker side of the counter and the players have to adapt this as well is not to be knee-jerk in your reactions or overreact to what you last witnessed. We said after game one, Giannis had just come back. That's kind of a throwaway. They'll give him a better effort in game two. But he looked better. They kind of looked out of sorts back with him. But then they get home and they stomp on Phoenix. But Giannis is finding a groove. But Holiday and Middleton played better. What's your take on, does that continue in game four? Or does Phoenix make adjustments? But it's it's an interesting call for game four. Well, when you look at the, the first three games, right, which were all won by the home teams and covered by the home teams, which were favored, right, in the first two games, there, you know, it was a more balanced. There was more support, uh, and then Phoenix showed their depth and, and won and covered both of those games. Giannis got no real support in those first two games, but he did in game three. So it's a matter of who you believe. So from, from our side of the counter, uh, the game uh, has already moved uh, from uh, three and a half up to four, and that's where, that's where it's in. It's pretty much four across the board. I see a couple of four and a halves out there, but I think what folks looking at this game are going to say is, look, you know, who, who, which team, you know, has got the the better opportunity or more likely to adjust on the road uh, and get more support, more consistency throughout the roster. And I think you know, Phoenix has been supported all year, but then again. You know, when you look at how Milwaukee has done at home uh, this uh, this postseason, there's there's a, a case for that. So I think we'll see pretty much a bit more balanced action on the betting on this game, guys. But I also think that we're going to see the home teams. We're we're going to need the visitors in, in in for as long as this series goes, whether it's six or seven games, in, in my opinion. So call it a zigzag, if you will, or the home court. What it means, uh, and it means a lot in, in both to both of these teams, and we've seen it so far. And I think that's how it's going to continue to be bet. Hey, Vinny, the most surprising aspect of Game Three for me was Devin Booker with just ten points. Was that something that Milwaukee did defensively, or did he just have an off night? And do we expect him to have more than ten points in Game Four? Well, I think you, yeah, I think you have to. He's, he's just been sensational. I think it's a combination of things uh, to answer the first part of your question, Stevie. But I also think, you know, that he's capable of you know turning things around. I, would I bet over more more than over ten points in Game Three? Yes. Uh, you know, will, do they win a game? Not necessarily, but I do think, you know, Booker is is that type of player, and he's shown it. So. Um, you know, and we saw the same thing from a guy like Middleton in the first couple of games, and he had a much better game in Game Three too. So, they, you know, that first road game in the finals is out of the way now for Booker. So, uh, if, if you you know if you get the opportunity to uh, convince the guy next to you over there in the booth uh, to go over ten points, and he gives you a good price, I'd bet it. All right, I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, it's it's great. I can't. I started to do the work on football because it's coming and it's coming fast. The NFL can't wait. College football, got to do the deep dive, right? Dig deep, find out these transfer portals, boy. There's a lot of information you got to find out. I have to tell you, there's still 
a lot of guys in the transfer portal, uh, which is interesting, right? And I think we're going to be dealing with this. You know, the other the other thing when it comes to recruits now, which is going to become a factor, is you know what kind of deals are going to be made. Uh, you combine. Listen, when you combine the the transfer portal aspect and the name, image, and likeness uh, approval for for players now, in essence. There's free agency in college sports, and which is fine. Hey, listen, we're a free market enterprise system, and good for these uh, these players and uh, getting the opportunity to, uh, to to make more money. But you're going to see uh, a lot of you got it's it's part of the handicap, it's part of the research now. But there's still some pretty good players out there that are in the transfer portal that have yet to declare mm-hmm. where they're going, and they're going to be welcomed. Uh, you know, by some teams to get there because some of them are going to be, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be starters. I mean, it's not like every roster is set just now. So, uh, you know, it, you see more turnover. You look at a team like Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's got like 25. Oh, but, you know, in and out. Do your homework. At least you know they'll be wearing orange. We know that. that, that. Vinny Maliulo, Vinny Maliulo, LVDC. Check him out. You can see him over at the South Point and our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Vin, we'll talk next week, pal. Always a pleasure. You're the best. Have a good one. Take care, guys. Stay well. Cam Stewart, British Open Previews, coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're going to talk golf. We're going across the pond. But first, we're going north of the border. I say this with sincerity and love. You know him. You love him. He's a wing basket. He's borderline certifiable. He's one of my best friends in the world. Borderline. Thank you, Stevie. Brian Blessing, Stevie slaps at Stevie. Very quick on the uptake there. Um, correcting me. But I, will t- I say this with sincerity. And I, I don't have very many sincere bones in my body, uh, but I am passionate about golf betting and have done well with it over the years. In a weird way, in partnership with this guy, there is no one's golf opinion I care about more, and I mean this with sincerity, than Cam Stewart. How about that being nice right wow. out of the gate? I'd say, uh, light up a spark, spark up a Marlboro there, Sparky. That's what you usually call me, Brian. Smokestack with compliments, but I will say, no, I'm just watching the Golf Channel right now, and Buddy's lid is like pretty, uh, it's pretty active in that wind right now. He's, get, he's getting a nice wind cut. Uh, it looks like it's picking up a little bit, Brian. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I read the weather. Uh, Weekend's old, uh, good. 
Yeah, weekends, weekend should be good, and I uh, got to love it in Sandwich, England. <laughs> got to go for a sandwich at Royal St. George's. But, yeah, uh, yeah ham, rye, uh, anything, right, Brian? Roast beef, turkey, let's roll. I'll take a parlay of all sandwiches, please. And uh, I think it's going to be a great tournament. I think a lot of guys are in contention, right, like small ball hitters. It's a short course under 7,200, par 70. And I think some veterans can do well, too. Like, you know what I mean? It's an interesting year. Like, you look at like guys like Padraig. Harrington, I did a hit uh, earlier. He's 150 to one. He's been there one, one a couple times. Like, plays good at the PGA. Things. Exactly. Like some of these older guys are in good form. So I know I wouldn't just count them out, Brian. But no. I think Jordan. I wouldn't. I, I would say this for Jordan Spieth out of the chalk. I, I really like Spieth this week. I think at this course, his, he straightened out his driver just a little bit. And short game is going to be key. Nobody is better with the wedges and putter than him. Anything from inside a buck fifty, Spieth's money in the bank. And I would rather him have him at the price than guys like Rory McIlroy, you know, Victor Hovland. People are talking about a 30. I don't really want him. My other guy, and we're both going down with the slot machine. He owns a, a new uh, – didn't he buy just some more property in Ocala, Florida, too? Louis Oosthuizen. He's got about 50 uh, tractors. He likes to plow the land and uh, get out there. Well, if you went over $2 million, he can add more to the arsenal. I think Louis. Uh, who's won the Open Championship before is is good at thirty to one. I think he'll be there. He's always tight in majors, and you know Brian usually just one mistake costs him. But I would rather have him than a lot of other guys. I think Louis looks good to me as one of the more chalk guys with Jordan Spieth. I like Spieth. You and I had talked about this. If you want to keep the ball on the ground, short game. As long as he stays out of pop bunkers, I'm with you. Among the favorites, I wouldn't go any lower than 18 to 1. I know Rom, 8 to 1, he can win the thing. It's just not the way to play the game. But I got to ask you this one question, Cam. And I'm, you know, I think you and I are of the same ilk, where we're more than willing to step up to the plate in majors with the Euros because we follow the European tour. I'm wondering if not to a degree. A European tour player, like a Lucas Herbert, uh, we, we could rattle off 10 names, but I'm wondering if they might not be better suited this year. The PGA guys now are getting just dropped into a bubble, and they are now in this, you know, off the golf course dealing with things they haven't had to deal with for a while, and the European tour guys have been going right through this. I wonder if that doesn't help some of them. Yeah, I, I think some. I heard uh, Kapka saying, you know, it's a little bit annoying, but I, I think everybody is a professional. You get through it, but I do agree. Like Lucas Herbert, to me, like I'm seeing this guy around 100 to one. How do you not take him, Brian? He's top 10 in every tournament, right? We watch the European Tour. He's there every single time. The guy comes over to the United States. He plays well. So I think that's a price. Christian Bezoutenhout, another guy. You know, what is he? 90 to one. Like I'd look for him to do well in the tournament. You talked about Ian Poulter. It's Ryder Cup time. He always shows up in his plaid pants. So no, I agree. And if you're looking <laughs> for a young guy, you know, Garrick Higo, the young kid, the lefty from South Africa. He's 100 to one. And uh, he's already won on the PGA Tour. I know a lot of guys like went backwards on Sunday, but the kid's not afraid. I agree with you. And Brian, I watched the Scottish Open uh, playoff. Min Woo Lee at 125 to one. This kid's fearless. He basically beat down uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 see, you're thinking, you're thinking of the sandwich. You of, of the tur- you're thinking of the turkey leg that's hidden in Ryan Fitzpatrick's Fitzpatrick beard. beard. I know. I go, ooh, that's a that's a chicken wing in your beard there, Mr. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick and Thomas Dietrich in the playoff. Watch out for Min Woo Lee. This kid's uh, uh, fearless. 
Brian, it's interesting too. Like I'm looking at a lot of these hundred to one guys. A- a- another sneaky play. Like obviously we can't bet everyone, and I'm usually I usually put in about you know four to seven bets, and then we'll see how it goes live at the tournament. But Ryan Palmer addicted to golf has been very. I know. Good. And I, the thing I'm is, he played well in Scotland. I'm like that name's kind of popping out to me. Ryan Palmer is 150 to one. That's nuts. He should be. You know why it makes sense? To one. You know you know why that makes sense, Cam? The winds of Texas. He's a Texas golfer, and the Texas golfers can play link style golf because they, they they grew up playing in the wind. One other guy I just throw out, and Stevie wants to jump in. No respect. How about old Guido Migliazzi at 140 to one? This guy shows up with the guts of a burglar on the PGA Tour. Uh, the guy's got game. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against any Italians right now, the way things are going, right? Like, Hello? <laughs> he goes to the final against uh, Djokovic, does well. Italy beats England on kicks, and you got Guido. Yeah, Guido Migliosi, watch out for this guy. Yeah, 150, 160 to 1 I'm seeing in some spots. He is very dangerous. And let's remember, Brian, he's been like a top five machine, too, on the European Tour. He's really good. Like, that's the thing. I find this tournament... The chalk, you know what I mean? There's a couple guys that we like, but there's really good players that should be around 70 that are over 100. So I think we can really go, uh, you know, balloon hunting this week. Cam, you talked about all the guys in form. Any shot for Mickelson here to make it uh, two majors? You know what, Stevie? I wouldn't count Phil out. There's other guys that I like more, but, you know, Phil, Phil's learned how to play Lynx golf. We remember the duel with Henrik Stenson, probably one of the best Open Championships ever. And these guys had, it was like a heavyweight fight, back and forth, back and forth. Hell, the guy won the PGA Championship. He's not going to make my card, Stevie, but I can understand. And the thing is, I think Phil has learned patience over time. He knows when to whip out the iron instead of the driver. He's become a different guy. He's more chill out there. I have no problem with Phil Mickelson and some matchup bets. I just prefer the likes of Lucas Herbert and uh, Brian. I don't know what it is about Ryan Palmer. Like I, He just kind of jumps off the page at me. At well, that I, got one, I got one you're going to like because I know you like the guy. And if you like Ryan Palmer, it's a reason you should like this guy. I'm going to throw one guy out real quick. Billy Horschel's kind of a sneaky money player. He won a tour championship. Uh, he can roll the rock. 175 to 1. I keep looking at Billy Horschel, and I can't get off of him. I keep looking at him. But if you like Ryan Palmer, I know you like this guy. Another guy from Texas, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, Scheffler, I told Stevie Slapshot, Scheffler makes my card. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic for guys. If you're not watching golf, like Scheffler has been great, and he's been doing it on all different types of courses too. Brian, you saw he went over to Scotland and played great. If it wasn't for like an early opening round, he did okay, but he was blistering over the weekend and, and, and finished strong. So I would ve- I'd watch out for Scheffler at 50-1. to 1. I think he's a very dangerous player. You talked about it. University of Texas likes beef. These guys at Oklahoma State and Texas, they're not afraid of the wind, right? So exactly what you said, I have no problem with Scotty Scheffler. He's been knocking on the door, and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he was T5 this week and uh, in contention on Sunday. You know what? I really like the guy. And to me, he's the European Ricky Fowler. I mean, he's just likable. There's nothing not to like about the guy. But at some point, he's got to kick the door down. You agree with me? It's like Tommy Fleetwood, the European Ricky Fowler. He, yeah, well, if you want to say, I don't want to be rude, but overrated, yeah, like what's, honestly, like Fleetwood's a great golfer, but for the potential that he has, has he really achieved what he should have? Like, overrated might be, nah, actually, I don't even think that is strong. Brian, think about all the guys that have won. Like, Fleetwood's there. He's an ATM machine. He makes money, but he doesn't, like, break through. Uh, I'm not betting Tommy Fleetwood. He'll he'll disappoint me with one bad round. If he beats me, so be it. 
Uh, Lee Westwood is a lot of, you know, people talking yes. about Lee Westwood. Um, people are, like, talking about fading him, all these DFS analytics guys. You know what? Get bent. Lee Westwood will show up for this event. <laughs> like, I, it's, just, uh, it's just, no, I see him on so many people's fade lists. It's like, uh, what, what are you talking about? Like, Lee Westwood is a wicked golfer, and he, he this guy's been in contention before here. I wish we got a little bit more on him, but he, in matchup bets, I'll be all over Lee Westwood. I love that guy. I'd rather have him than Fleetwood. Let's put it that way. Buddy, like you mentioned, like you said, the older guys don't discount. I mean, don't kid yourself. That was one of the saddest things. Honestly, I don't, you know, win, you lose, turn the page. I always tell the story when Smarty Jones got beat at the wire in the triple crown at the Belmont. I turn around, my wife's crying. I'm like, you all right? Go, What's wrong? She's, oh, the horse didn't win. I go, so what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wasn't, he wasn't good enough. But the one that really hurt me, Tom Watson. Tom Watson should have won the British Open. That hurt. I wanted him to win that I so agree. bad. And I'm telling you, don't sleep on older guys in this tournament. Yeah, well, hey, it's funny. The guy who beat him, Stuart Sink's having a great year, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what a year. His kids his kids, his caddies, he's, he's found new life. And he didn't just win. He won by multiple shots, too. So, no, I'm looking at some of those older guys, Brian. Like Poulter, he, he's going to be salty. Um, I'm waiting for another guy to break through, too. Like, when is Matt Wallace going to, like, when he wins and we don't have money on him, I'm going to uh, absolutely I'm put it like done. a bullet through my wall. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm done, too. It's, I'm going to insert Ryan Palmer uh, addicted to gambling and uh, and golf instead of uh, yeah. our boy yeah, Wallace. Who's, that guy drives Well, you know what? Yeah, Wallace drives You know who he is? He's Sung J.M. You burn money on Sung J.M. And I, my guy now is Sebastian Munoz. Every week, he you know, oh, makes yeah. the final, final group, doubles the first hole. Like, okay. Thanks for nothing. Hey, everybody. I'm Sebastian Munoz for the Seal <laughs> family of products. <laughs> like, where's, where's pitchman Phil Swift? It's Sebastian Munoz. I have never seen a logo that big on a golf shirt. I'm like, he's working for Flag Seal, Flag Seal, Flag Seal. Like, I just like, wow. Like, you'll, you'll, you'll see now at the, at the, at the, at the corporate uh, events in Vegas. Every Hey, isn't that Sebastian Munoz? Boy, hi, everybody. Have you tried Flex Seal? I'm going to go across this, this dangerous, dangerous creek with alligators in it. And I think we could put, you know, yeah. a window well, the, as the bed's bottom. We'll get there. The difference is they don't do the aerial shot from the Goodyear blimp with him. They use the International Space Station, and you know it's him. It doesn't make any sense. Munoz is springing leaks all the time on the fourth day. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He needs Flex Seal. (laughs) I just love his shirt. I'm like, this guy's got more pub from Flex Seal. It's amazing. They could have got, like, Bryson DeChambeau for, like, 200000 Yeah, let's just go with Munoz. He's been on TV so much the last couple weeks. uh, He's definitely paying the bills. Never enough time with you. (laughs) Give me 45 seconds. Yeah. Uh, give me your whatever you want to give me. A three pack, a six pack. I'm going to give you four. Spieth, Louis, Scheffler, uh, five. Herbert and Palmer. Those are my guys. Those are my those are my horses. <laughs> oh, down boy, down boy. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm going to use Scheffler. Polters in there. I can't. I got a little Billy Horschel thing going on here. Uh, but I don't know how you leave. Honestly, I don't know how you leave, leave Lucas Herbert off any ticket. Current form. I agree. I agree. You know, no, I think nobody knows who he is. On the board. They might exactly. on Sunday. Exactly. All right, you're the best. You're all over the network. Uh, we don't. You know, I need an entire segment to say where you'll be coming up. But we love. I was in only in New York watching you and Gabe on TV. Going, I know those two. 
buffoons. <laughs> I go, I'm sitting there going, I talk to Cam every day. I'm in only in New York to see him on TV. He goes, hey, you got a haircut. All right, you're the best, I got pal. got Brock Lesnar going. See you later, Blessing and Stevie. Have a good one, guys. You're the man. Back to wrap-up hour number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Cam is the best. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask the horse, he'll give you... We talked horses with Vinny a while ago. Mr. Red. All right, young on Vegas Sportsbook Radio... Final segment, hour number one. We give you all the injury updates, okay? There's no games going on, so right. there's no injuries. But we have something got an injured. object <laughs> that got injured. It did. The Stanley Cup. Uh, the Lightning know how to win the thing. They don't know how to take care of it. <laughs> yeah. They're just like wailing away on the thing to the point they're celebrating and they take the cup, you know, the guy with the blonde mop, yeah, yeah, the gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me the cup back. Yeah. They took the cup from him and sent it back to Montreal to fix it. Of all places. The bowl. It was the bowl. Right. They did they dented the bowl. They yeah. like they're like, No, you're not on my watch. And yeah. they, they took the cup from him. Right. So so they, they dented it. We're also lucky it's not at the bottom of Tampa Bay, right? With with the jet ski deal. Um I and, and then, uh, of all places for it to, to need to go to get repaired, it's Montreal, just to rub a little salt in the wound. Oh, I didn't think of that. Apparently, the Cup's got no problem getting across the border. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, another story. I don't know. It's... Well, they know how to win it, but clearly they don't know how to take that's, care of it. That, that's now, right. I want to let everybody know, on the hockey side of things, on VegasHockeyLNKSHP.com, we're going to have Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News. Uh, that will be at 4 p.m. Eastern. Scott Farrell will be with you then on the network. we got another hour of fun. Tony Neville, Treasure Island, is going to be with us in studio. And Thursday on Vegas Hockey Island. Looking forward to Darren Drager. He'll have his finger on the pulse of all the stuff that's going on. There are going to be deals coming up this week in the NHL. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun, fun couple of weeks in the NHL. Our work is not done. Chris Bavon is the best. We love our producer back in New York. He's Stevie Slapshot. I'm Brian Blessing. Coming right back with our number two of Vegas Sportsbook Radio.